Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you The Seminarians, a dialogue with students from the Pontifical College Josephinum, produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire vocations to the religious life. And now, The Seminarians. Welcome to The Seminarian Show. I'm Jacob Stinnett from the Diocese of Columbus. Joining me in the studio is Brian Smith from the Diocese of Youngstown, Ohio. Let's begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, for all the many blessings that you've given us, uh, especially for the grace to be able to come to you in prayer at every moment of every day. You're always there waiting for us to respond to you. So now we'll pray in the words that Jesus taught us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So for today's topic, we're going to be answering a question that maybe some of you have about seminarians. Um, do seminarians pray all day? You know, kind of looking at the life of seminarians. Um, obviously, prayer is an important part of that. Um, is there anything else that we do? So, I'll pose the question first to Brian with us. Brian, do seminarians pray all day? Well, I could think of a few other things that I do in the average day. Um, <laughs> you know, among them are just things that I think most people would be able to relate to. You know, meeting for meals. Um, Always good. Three times a day. And then, of course, we have a lot of classes at the seminary we so do that takes up many of our mornings and afternoons <laughs> and we have plenty of opportunity for recreation really um we have guys many of us who like to play sports um we'll get together in the evenings to watch movies tv shows and believe it or not we even have a pub in the seminary that's right a little relaxation in the evening fraternity uh food, little snacks, maybe a drink. So prayer is not the only thing we do throughout the day, but um, we have various structured times for prayer throughout the day, in the morning, in the evening. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also, you know, we need those times maybe for private prayer throughout the day also. Um, So those sort of structured times, what what are the two biggest times for prayer during the day that we have? Every weekday we meet in the morning and in the evening um, in the chapel for prayer. In the morning, we always get together for what's called morning prayer and then mass. So morning prayer is part of the liturgy of the hours, which is a collection of prayers spread throughout the day. Mm -hmm. It includes includes the Psalms, a reading Mm -hmm. from Scripture and one of the gospel canticles that's found at the beginning of Luke's gospel, the, either the, the Benedictus uh, for morning prayer or the Magnificat mm-hmm. for evening prayer. One of the main ideas of the Liturgy of the Hours is to just make holy those different times of the day. And this type of prayer especially has its roots even in the earliest days of the church. You know, we hear about the apostles going up to the temple at, you know, a certain time of the day for prayer. That's when they run into um, 
some people who, you know, Peter sees a man who asks him to give him some money and Peter's able to heal him. And we just know that it's happening because they're going up for prayer at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, we have record of that in the Bible. And we know, especially, you know, in monasteries, there's a really intentional effort to consecrate the times of the day. So the Liturgy of the Hours is a way for us to do that. And besides morning prayer, at seminary we also get together for evening prayer. Just before dinner, we come together and morning prayer and evening prayer are the two central hours of this Liturgy of the Hours. Exactly. It's made up of five different hours um, that all uh, clergy and consecrated religious pray every day. They take a vow to pray that every day for the people. So you have the morning prayer and the evening prayer that we pray as a community in the seminary, there's um, also daytime prayer, which is uh, one of the smaller hours. I think it's called a little hour mm-hmm. in some translations, um, which is done throughout the day. Um, there's an office of readings that kind of provides some scripture and some reflection from tradition, as well as psalms. And night prayer, kind of commending yourself to God, reflecting on the day with an examination um, before uh, going to bed. Mm-hmm. It's always a great blessing to take some time to reflect on the good things from a day, give thanks to God, and then to also see the ways that you might um, have not responded to the way God was calling you to act in a day and ask for his strength in the future. Yep. Pursuing that perfection, little steps by little Mm -hmm. steps, day after day, always working on that, which is sometimes a lifetime process. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So in addition to the evening prayer that we do at the seminary that's often preceded, almost always preceded, by um, exposition um, and adoration, which is a time for seminarians to be able to make their holy hour throughout the day. Um, Brian, do you want to speak about the importance of making a holy hour, especially in front of our Lord exposed um, Mm -hmm. in the monstrance? Right. So one other thing we might say about Liturgy of the Hours is that it's a continuation of the Mass. The Mass, we say, is the source and the summit of our prayer Mm -hmm. as Christians. And the Liturgy of the Hours is kind of looking back towards the Mass and also trying to extend it throughout the day, extend that prayer, and extend our union with our Lord in the Eucharist at other times. So another way that we can do that is by going into the presence of our Lord in the Eucharist And really, we can do this in any place where the Blessed Sacrament is reserved in a tabernacle. And then one of the ways that we try to make this experience, you know, even richer is to, of course, bring the Blessed Sacrament out, place it in a monstrance, which is just a fancy word for something that can show off, you know, the Blessed Sacrament. The Blessed Sacrament is visible to our eyes. That way, you know, we can pray in very close communion with our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And this holy hour then, or this time that we spend in adoration, um, can have reading. It can be something where we, you know, try to receive some sort of message, or we can also turn to our Lord and just kind of share with him what is on our mind and on our heart and the ways that we would like him to accompany us and be with us. So it's it's just a privileged place 
to be with him mm-hmm. very close to him yeah i've heard exposition kind of compared to just praying to our lord in the tabernacle described as when you're going to pray before the tabernacle it's like visiting jesus's house but he's still inside when you have exposition it's jesus is there on the front porch <laughs> of the house so it's much a much like more that. personal encounter um you can you can see our lord face to face instead of um in his house he's now come out of the house to you mm-hmm. um, and so then you go up to him wonderful So I think you've hit like on an important detail of prayer, which is that we're just trying to grow closer to God, trying to unite our lives closer and closer to his. Um, so, of course, when we're in his presence, this is going to be something that's really, maybe not always easy, but it's really clear what we're doing, you know. But, you know, there are other ways that we're called to develop this union, even when we're not in a church, when we're not in front of a tabernacle. How how can we still pray throughout the day? So I think, you know, even though we say, you know, seminarians aren't praying all day, we get right. together these two times for our prayer. Mm-hmm. We have our private devotions throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's to the Chapel of Divine Mercy during the Hour of Mercy at three in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, one of the things I like to do is, um, also to get my steps in is do a walking rosary around the campus at the Josephinum mm-hmm. or wherever I am that day. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this way with these smaller things, you know, we're striving to make our whole day holy. And if we're doing this all the time, then you know, by consequence, we're tra- striving to make our whole life holy. This is harder when, you know, we're going to class and we have meetings and we're interacting with other people, perhaps, because our mind starts going in other directions. But even when we have those commitments, when we're busy, even in the midst of busyness, you know, we can still take some time when there's a a lull, when we're going from one activity to the next, before we're about to speak, before we're about to meet a person, just take some time to turn to God with words or without words. And, you know, even these moments of prayer, if we're trying to be more and more intentional about them, you know, they really help to inform our heart and our lives throughout the day and throughout, you know, all of the things that we're doing. Right. Trying to consecrate our lives Mm -hmm. to God. One thing that I always appreciated about, um, classes at the seminaries they always begin with prayer and oftentimes they even end in prayer so it works as a way to kind of gather the class together and refocus us Um, but it's also a way to kind of inform the learning that we're doing reminding us okay why are we why are we learning about the early christological councils it's not just for the history of it but it's also to understand more and more about god through them so when we start that class with a prayer it's reminding us why we're here. We're doing this to develop our relationship with Jesus, um, even through our studies, which sometimes may seem far removed from that. Um, and then other activities throughout the day. You mentioned um, sports at the Josephinum. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those, all of our sports games begin with a prayer. They often end with a blessing, one of the priests coming down and thanking God for the 
the fraternity, um, the sportsmanship, um, and the fun that we've had. And I think that just considering how we pray before and after, and you mentioned with regard to sports especially, you know, we just thank God <laughs> for, um, you know, our skills, the ways we've been able to share those with other people, the fraternity we've had. Um, this, this just calls to mind, you know, the main different types of prayer and how um, it's easy to think of prayer as asking God for something, but we also thank him and we turn to him and recognize just his love and his goodness for us and praise him so all of these different types are things we can strive to do you know throughout the day prayer is more than just asking it's also recognizing a lot of the time yeah recognizing all the graces that god gives us Mm -hmm. you're listening to the seminarian show on saint gabriel catholic radio I'm Jacob Stinnett from the Diocese of Columbus. Joining me in the studio is Brian Smith from the Diocese of Youngstown. And today we're talking about uh, prayer and the life of seminarians, kind of looking at that question that some may have, do seminarians pray all day? Um, So we'll continue with that. Brian, you were going to lead us into different forms of prayer. Prayer is not always just doing a brain dump to God of, mm-hmm. here are all the things that I need right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, God is listening. He wants us to bring our needs to him. Uh, but there are other forms of prayer that um, we can offer to God um, and that maybe he is looking for from us. I think it might even be helpful just to look at the ways seminarians specifically are encouraged to grow in prayer. Um Seminarians especially are striving you know, to be priests, to be leaders of a community of faith, leaders in prayer. Um, but the things that seminarians are trying to cultivate are, in a way, you know, things all Christians should be striving for to a degree. Um, there's a little book called The Program for Priestly Formation, which kind of lays out some of the most important steps of education and growth for the priesthood. Um, And in this book, the PPF, there's a a short section on the spiritual life, the spiritual formation of seminarians. And over the course of a few pages, it just lists, you know, what are the most important ways that seminarians should strive to grow spiritually? Mm -hmm. And they mention a few of the things that we've talked about already. You know, of course, the mass is mentioned first. The liturgy of the hours, the and then access to the other sacraments, especially you know the sacrament of penance, which okay. we're called to continue returning to throughout our lives. You know, recognizing the ways that we may have fallen and turning back to God for His mercy, and looking forward to just being stronger in doing good in the future. Right. Yeah, the sacrament of penance is there to help us build up our relationship with God. So as seminarians. Striving very intentionally to build up that relationship with God um, through the priesthood of of Jesus Christ. That's such an important sacrament. Um, I think people have an expectation, and rightly so, that priests should exhibit a certain level of holiness, um, Mm -hmm. which frequent confession certainly helps with, um, being able to to throw off all of those those sins, those failings, and being able to 
again, reorient ourselves to God, receive his mercy, and continue growing towards that perfection that he calls all of us to. Right, because the sacrament gives us not only forgiveness, but you know, greater grace to face challenges in the future. It's really good to keep yes. that in mind. Yes. So, you know, some of the other things that the PPF recommends for spiritual growth of seminarians um, have to do with reading and reflection, not only on the Bible, but on other spiritual works, maybe the lives of saints, writings by saints, or just other other topics that we might especially need for our lives or that we that might be relevant for what we do in the world, the way we can reach out to other people. Right. It talks about um, what it calls apostolic dimensions mm-hmm. um, within the spiritual formation of seminarians. What are some of those ways that seminarians are encouraged to um, to live out the active apostolate through a spirit of prayer? And it's always good to bring the things that one is doing you know, to God and present them. Right. So the various works that a priest does throughout the day that seminarians can participate in. Mm-hmm. Last year, one of the things that I did was um, visits to the hospital, visiting the sick, um, bringing them Holy Communion, praying with them, um, and praying for them later. So that's a, a great example of bringing prayer into the work of a priest, hopefully, all the things he does throughout the day are informed by prayer. Mm-hmm. And he takes takes his experiences with God and with the people to prayer, kind of being that mediator between God and, and God's people. Mm-hmm. Another, you know, personal element of the prayer that the church calls on seminaries to develop is asceticism. And penance, not in the sense of the sacrament, but in the sense of, you know, offering sacrifices. So, you know, this is something that we're all called to do. And usually this is something we try to do in a more private way. Sure. We can think about the reading from Ash Wednesday at the beginning of every Lent. You know, don't go blow your trumpet around in the streets letting everyone know. Right. But go, to we're, your, go to your inner room and mm-hmm. pray, not just make it a show. But we're all called to, you know, think of what are some of these things that we might incorporate into our lives to become more disciplined, to strive after virtue? Um, How can we, by, you know, disciplining our bodies and our minds, you know, not just put something away, but open up our minds and our hearts for some greater good. So another important part of the prayer life there. One priest who was at the Josephinum described uh, a solid prayer life, of uh, the spiritual life, as a three-legged stool. Um, three-legged stools, if all three legs are working, it's solid, it's stable, it's not going to be tipping over. But lose just one of those legs and we're in trouble. It's not a particularly useful stool anymore. Mm-hmm. So those three legs, he said, are a daily encounter with the Eucharist, a daily encounter with the Word of God, and then our own private prayer, our private devotions, um, whatever those may be, whether it's uh, praying the rosary or doing spiritual reading, uh, maybe reading through meditations from the Holy Father or something like that. And nowadays, you know, the second one especially is 
easy in many ways. Not only do most of us have a Bible, but there's a lot of resources out there to access even the daily readings from Mass. Right. Booklets, even the website of the United States <laughs> no Bishops Conference, they have the daily readings up there. So it's it's easy to access those things. Not very daunting, a short selection of readings, even for those who might not be able to go to Mass. And, you know, that makes me think of the first point, too. You know, you say uh, some daily... Exp- what, how'd, you, how'd you word it? Daily? A daily encounter with, encounter with the Eucharist. So how do I have a daily encounter with the Eucharist if I'm not going to daily Mass? You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe I have to work and my parish has Mass only at a time while I'm in the office. So, so what can I do? Um, you know, one of the practices that many saints recommend is a spiritual communion. You know, turning to our Lord, thanking Him for the last time we had communion, really calling that to mind. And then inviting him to come into our hearts as though we were receiving communion, even though we can't actually be there now. Right, asking for a a new outpouring of that sanctifying grace that we receive Mm -hmm. in communion. People also have opportunities, as we talked about earlier, to pray in front of the the tabernacle in their parish, um, or if there are some chapels of exposition uh, throughout the city of Columbus and even farther out than that, that are open 24 hours a day that... You can go and maybe on the way back from work, just take five minutes, approach our Lord, thank him for the day, mm-hmm. um, and bring to him anything that that's on your heart. Yeah, even a short time can be very worthwhile. Exactly, exactly. Because it's, um, it's not time as we experience it. You're, you're stepping into God's time. Right. So he can do a lot in what we see as a, a short period of time. Well, maybe we could look at a few examples from the life of our Lord, how he gives us a model for prayer. We were talking about taking some consecrated time for prayer throughout the day, but also just trying to create a habit of prayer, even in the midst of busyness. And we see different examples in his life of prayer in the Gospels, especially before, you know, moments of big decision, the calling of the first apostles, moments when he's about to teach. Um, Our Lord takes time for prayer. And, you know, the gospel writers record how he even went away. You know, he takes time by himself for prayer um, in the midst of busyness. So even we're, we're called to do something similar. You know, if we're, you know, living with our family at home, often going out to see people, do we still try to really consecrate some time where we're with God in prayer? Right. It's really important. Right. You have those those times throughout the day when you're when you're switching gears is a great time to throw up a little prayer. Um, one priest of the Josephina would call those javelin prayers. Mm-hmm. Just short little prayers that go straight up um, to the ear of the Father. God, I want you to to be with me in this time. You know, it could be something as simple of as uh, switching errands, you know, we're going from the grocery store to to Kohl's or the department store. Okay, switching gears. God, thank you for for the day. Help me to have patience in the line while I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, there's ample opportunities to grow in virtue throughout the day. And so ask God for the grace to help you do that. And there's just one other example that I might highlight from the life of our Lord 
um, when his friend Lazarus you know, has died and is in the tomb, our Lord goes to see Lazarus's sisters, Martha and Mary, and then he prays at the tomb of Lazarus, and he shows us something else we should strive after. He shows us great confidence when he prays. He says, Father, you know, I thank you for hearing me because you always hear and answer my prayers. So, you know, this is an invitation for us to cultivate a similar confidence, to trust that God is hearing us and that he, he wishes to lend us, you know, the good things that we're asking him for and really to turn to him in all those needs and with that trust. Yeah, the, the Divine Mercy Chapel always ends, Jesus, I trust in you. Thanks for joining us for today's Seminarians show. I'm Jacob Stinnett from the Diocese of Columbus. Joining me in the studio is Brian Smith from the Diocese of Youngstown. All our episodes are available online and on demand at stgabrielradio.com. Let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time together to speak about prayer. So now we come before you uh, asking for your guidance throughout this day, thanking you for all the gifts that you give us um, to grow in holiness and to build up a habit of prayer in our lives turning towards you in all of our moments. We commend ourselves to the Blessed Virgin Mary as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Seminarians is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of the seminarians and all of our locally produced programs are available at saintgabrielradio.com. Veni, Sancti.